and welcome to the Service Operations Podcast. I am your host, Satinder Kaur. Our guests are from different industries and functions. They will share their experience, strategies and the changing landscape to help you take the service operations of your business to the next level. Hi Devashish, welcome to the Service Operations Podcast. I look forward to an interesting conversation with you. Let's, uh, you know, uh, take this uh, forward. So tell us what you've been doing, you know, recently. Uh, thank you, Satinder, for having me on your show. It's wonderful uh, being part of this effort. So uh, I think, you know, uh, when you spoke to me about it, uh, what I think one and a half, two months back, uh, you know, my memories went back to ICICI Bank. So, so you know what? A lot of water has flown under the bridge uh, since, you know, uh, we left ICICI Bank. So uh, just to walk you through my uh, career journey. Yeah. Uh, after ICICI, of course, um, I worked for Standard Chartered Bank uh, and um, I was actually leading their global efforts in, you know, re-engineering customer centricity. That's what I did. Uh, over the last, I think what now it's going to be uh, almost six and a half, seven years. Yeah. I, I actually have a small little firm. Uh, we work in the space, space of customer centricity, you know, uh, operational transformation, operational excellence, and also, you know, workplace effectiveness. So that's what I've been doing uh, for my living. Uh, I've been lucky. I've had the opportunity to uh, work uh, not only in India, but uh, Middle East, especially okay. Dubai, Africa, and um, also Ch- uh, China. So it's been a good journey. Uh, so that's about myself, Satinder. Yeah. Wow, sounds great. As I was picking up words from what you're saying, and these discussions we've had, uh, you know, enough number of times. So every leader, I mean, I don't know of any leader who doesn't Mm, talks mm. about customer centricity. And, you know, Mm. it's like kind of a thing that they must talk about. Most of us know that there's like huge amount of work to be done in that area. So why is it that they speak about it, but it doesn't always happen on the ground? No, I think that's a very good question. And and there are a couple of reasons why, uh, you know, it's that way. I think first thing first, what we need to understand, the reason why leaders, you know, uh, often talk about customers and especially in public platforms, yeah. you know, in town halls, et cetera, because that's the right thing to do, right thing to do, right? Because finally all businesses exist uh, for the sake of customer. But, uh, but when it comes to really getting down to brass tacks and, you know, delivering or making their teams work in that direction, it doesn't really happen. So why doesn't it happen? You know, uh, there are a couple of things that I've seen. Uh, First thing first, uh, I think uh, many leaders, and I don't want to generalize it, but it's a fact that don't really understand what's the meaning of the word customer centricity. You know, customer centricity is not customer service. Yeah. Customer centricity is not customer experience. So when I'm talking about customer centricity. Customer centricity essentially means focusing on a set of customers and creating value for them and for their own organization. So when I'm talking about customer centricity, 
you know, it has to be treated as a business strategy. Yeah. So, so what often happens in, uh, in, uh, in, in many businesses, this is not done. So that is one of the reasons why you see, you know, business leaders not really putting their mind into it. That's point number one. Point number two, what I've seen that there are many priorities, you know, which typically a CEO has to juggle. Yeah. And unfortunately, while customer should be at the top, he's somewhere lost in that, you know, many of those balls that he's juggling and it never gets discussed. So that's the uh, second reason. The third reason, you know, uh, uh, my read is that there are occasions or there are many times CEOs want to do it. They want to do it. They have the intention but they don't know how to do it. Yeah. And when they embark on doing it, they don't get it right. And then they say, this is something that is all talk. Right. So that is uh, the third reason. The fourth reason, and this is a perennial struggle with efforts and customer centricity, you know, is, and, and you know, customer service, customer experience, they are all, you know, subsets of customer centricity it often becomes very difficult to link the efforts with, uh, with business value. What I mean is that the efforts that you do, how do you really connect with the top line of the organization? I mean, the, 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 the business metrics. So till you don't establish the cause and effect, you know, uh, many senior leaders look at it with a lot of apprehension. So that is the uh, fourth reason. The fifth reason, I think it's pure ignorance. Uh, generally, all CEOs want their biz- business to be successful. Maybe they need to know more. They need to really understand uh, if they love their customer. You know, their organization is going to get better. You know, uh, one thing that uh, what business leaders often uh, don't get it right is that you know they focus on making their business big yeah but instead of that if they focus on loving their customer automatically their business would become bigger so i think you know these are some of the thoughts which come to my mind yeah yeah uh, why i believe um, many senior leaders don't give the requisite time you know, in this domain, certainly. Yeah. So now, you know, these words are used interchangeably. So there is a customer service, customer experience. I mean, it's all there. So, yeah, you're right. In a way, uh, it is basically keeping the customer at the center and running a profitable business. How What we hear and what we see is this customer service is that, uh, you know, uh, soft, feely kind of a thing. Whereas, Actually, when you look at it and when you operationalize it, as you said, it requires like a whole host of uh, skills and qualities. It's like running a business. And it's also said that um, service starts from the top. Okay, But where do you think this doesn't go right? It's basically why the entire leadership team doesn't talk the same things. Because someone who's in another function will start operating in a different way. And you find that everyone is pulling, uh, you know, uh, initiatives in different directions. No, I think it's very simple. The reason it's very simple. If the CEO doesn't put his mind behind, behind this effort, it's not going to be successful. 
if you look at all global organizations which have made a name for themselves in the space of customer experience customer centricity it's directly driven by the ceo right driven by the ceo doesn't mean the 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 ceo uh, you know it's talking yeah yeah i mean i mean it doesn't mean that he does a nuts and bolts but not at all he gives the required emphasis to make this happen so i think that's the first thing uh and once that happened you know once that happened then the entire organization falls in line yeah. and that's where uh, you know it's extremely important uh, because a ceo finally cannot really do this isn't it certain that so you need to hire a sort of a chief customer officer or you can call it a chief experience officer yeah. who's a part of the top management reporting to him mm. right and he this is he is this is the person who's going to align the organization work with the ceo and entire top management to yeah. galvanize the entire enterprise in a direction so that it becomes customer centric yeah so that's how you know you'll have to go about uh, uh, beginning the journey uh, satender yeah. yeah yeah and it's a long journey it is not something that gets done over a period say 3 months 6 months it's oh, not yeah. i think it's an evolving and a long journey you would have of course worked with more companies outside uh, it's at least a 3 to 5 year journey i think that really turns the you know yeah. organization around and another important thing is uh, you know while you were we were talking about this uh, ceo see it has got to do with the questions the ceo asks mm, mm. and asks the right person i notice that wherever that goes right customer service does, uh, the entire customer uh, i could call it service operations goes right because mm-hmm. it is asking the right question and asking the right person quite often it happens that they don't get the right information absolutely absolutely <laughs> and and you know you are right typically if you are really embarking on a transformation like this yeah. and of course it depends on the size of the organization it can be anywhere from 3 to 5 years because as you rightly mentioned earlier it's just not the hard stuff but lots of soft stuff which come together to make this possible it's often the soft stuff which often is the hardest stuff to really accomplish yeah so the hard stuff and the soft stuff both of them have to come together to make this journey possible and successful yeah and and you know what uh, in the initial days you have to run it as a transformation and what that means that you need to have that sort of sense of urgency to make it happen once once you know the broad pillars as i call it of customer centricity are in the organization uh, and uh, probably if this takes 3 to 5 years then you know after that you'll see things start starting to getting embedded within the part of the organization fabric so it's a journey without an end yeah. but the the groundwork needs to happen in the first 3 to 5 years as you rightly mentioned satendra the way people should be and the way they should think and this a lot of focus on the people training the people but personally i mean i i might uh, sound different i am a believer of process so what i feel is that if the process is set right and the more strong the process is it's the easier it is to for the people to deliver what they have to deliver wherever so i mean i think the focus on process and when i'm saying this i'm also talking about a small uh, simple thing but which is very important is this whole practice 
of root cause analysis i mean it mm. sounds simple but mm. unless everything is questioned and unless mm. that it becomes a part of the blood stream mm. Mm. you know i i don't know what people uh, can deliver very true absolutely absolutely and uh, so uh, actually you need both people and process yeah. uh, uh, to to make this successful and you know if i were to just uh, inventorize the the broad uh, levers for a, a journey like this that would comprise i think first thing first leadership i think that's point number 1 yeah second i think very very important uh, a strategic direction around this and we can talk about it what i mean uh, the third is ways of working very very important i mean there that's where you know you got talk about behaviors of the people yeah uh, then very very important metrics you know you need to install metrics that matter yeah uh, then uh, again uh, is customer journey uh you need to really understand demystify unfold the most important customer journeys of the organization yeah uh then the uh, bit which is very close to your heart is operational excellence wherein you have the entire process yeah. piece and you also have uh, technology in this i mean actually i, I want process- coming to that <laughs> what, what is the role of technology correct correct so so the way i look at it within this operational excellence bit you have process and technology technology has always to be the uh enabler for process improvement Processes, right and, and 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 since we are talking about technology i'll cover one more thing a little later then the other thing that you need to have is very solid governance how yeah. are things uh, being managed and then uh, very very important employee journeys because finally it's the employees who are impacting the they are interacting with the customer yeah right so you have the customer journeys then you have the employee journeys and last but not the least very very important the culture essentially what do you do with the context so that you know it it uh, it has the right mindsets mm. you know it has the right skill sets and uh, and and you know you have a suitable culture which really nurtures the a journey of customer centricity so this is like a jigsaw as i said yeah yeah you have the hard stuff and you have the soft stuff and it's often the soft stuff which is much harder to crack you yeah. know you can always improve a process it's easy yeah but how do you really change mindsets that's yeah. difficult how do you yeah. change the context that's difficult so that's where um, it is satender yeah yeah so you you're talking about strategizing so you would like mm. to you know uh, go a little deeper into that no i think i think uh, i think a couple of things i think first of all very very important uh, if you really want to make this successful it should be a part of your business strategy i think that's point number 1 so uh, the point, uh, sorry so the customer I mean, strategy is not separate from the business it's a part no, of the business strategy. absolutely it's yeah. one of the enablers for your business mm. right it's an integral part of your business strategy that's yeah. point number 1 point number 2 very very important um uh you need to clearly define well established outcome metrics yeah outcome metrics and by outcome metrics i mean the the top line metrics 
you know, it could be your revenues, it could be your volumes, right? So uh, you are able to establish your efforts in customer centricity. How does it link with the outcome metric? As I mentioned earlier, that's the second point. The third thing, very, very important, you need to have a solid roadmap. Yeah. If you don't have a roadmap, which is three to five years, you'll never get this right. So, you know, I always tell my clients uh, uh, that, you know, if you're really not serious uh, to have a roadmap in place, uh, you know, which has a fairly long horizon, maybe three to five years, there's no use embark embarking on yeah, this Yeah, then it's just a transition, you know, it's just a workshop and then... Exactly. Yeah, without that, you will not really see value for yourself. So if you yeah. want to do it for your organization, please have a roadmap. Three to five years. Of course, it can be two to four years if your organization is small. Of course, it depends on the organization size, but it needs to have a roadmap which has been created by the entire leadership team. Co-created, very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. Even the finance guy has contributed, yeah. the supply chain guy has contributed, the technology guy has contributed, uh, the, 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 the manufacturing guy has contributed, the guy from risk, you know, if it's bank, yeah, yeah. has contributed, everybody has contributed mm. in putting this together. Yeah. And then, of course, the CEO is a part of this discussion. So once you have a roadmap like this and, you know, it's blessed by the CEO, I think it just needs to be driven with a solid governance uh, uh, framework set in there. Yeah. So um, can you give us, um, I mean, of course, it's, you need not tell us the name, but can you give us some example of, you know, um, uh, a project that you would have undertaken and, you know, which turned around uh, this entire customer centricity journey? Yeah, I mean, there are quite a few. Uh, I think uh, the examples are quite similar to what I uh, said. So, you know, there was uh, one of this case, a very, very successful company, uh, wherein, you know, uh, they, they, were, they were really growing in revenues. And uh, uh, they had this, you know, very ambitious uh, aspiration uh, to really... Uh, grow manifold and uh, as a part of that strategy uh, and uh, of course I was brought on board uh, so we came up with a couple of levers which will help them to reach from X to Y Okay. X to Y and customer centricity was one of them okay. and there were of course uh, other strategies you know things around say supply chain optimization Hmm. You know, uh, which included things like uh, procurement, you know, the things around uh, manufacturing. Then there were things around uh, uh, sales force effectiveness. So that are, they had come up with five or six big level strategies okay. and customer sensitivity was one of them. So this organization, you know, went through a journey. And, and they saw uh, drastic results, so not only in terms of revenue. Of course, uh, they were market leaders and they continue to be uh, market leaders. What was also very interesting to see is that, uh, of course, the typical customer ex experience metrics did see the needle moving positively. You know, uh, what they also found that they had some of these disgruntled customers 
and this business was in b2b space okay b2b space you know they came on board they came on board so that was one of the uh, outcome mm. uh, uh, the other thing that was uh, very nice uh, to see was that um, the entire effort brought the entire leadership together yeah. and made them focus in one direction mm. that's that very the, important yeah, yeah that's-, that's the second thing the third thing uh, uh, which was uh, very interesting to see because of this effort they also saw their employee engagement score going up mm. because finally you know when you do it do uh, do it do it and do it holistically it impacts everything yeah, and, and you're helping course, it's it's all helping because see eventually it's even to talk to managers one of the things that they always say is that no one listens to us so basically it's this guy who's holding fort who's trying to put the best of the company to the outside world but he's not able to get things done uh from the back end you know either the sales won't support him or maybe yeah. operations won't support him and then when everybody really supports and then you know the objective is common i'm sure it uh, you know even logically when you think it should help exactly and and you know when you have a, a, a business strategy like what we also saw and this is where you know all these process improvement method methodologies came in like lean etc to optimize their you know supply chain and manufacturing processes the lead times came shrinking you know they just uh, uh, came down so you know there were a lot of knock on effects so overall the outcomes were uh, very very uh, positive uh, so this is just uh, one example satender yeah. uh, for you yeah so that's you know putting the a company on the road to customer centricity but now just tell me with uh, you know this artificial intelligence so we were talking about this people part you know people who deliver but now we have uh, you know artificial intelligence machine learning and lots of chat chatbots you know, we as consumers also sometimes wonder why is this uh, ch- uh, bot not giving me the right answer i know uh, it's only about customer delivery but yeah. what's the direction this will take no i think first thing uh, digital solutions are an integral part of our lives i think uh, we can't avoid it yeah. uh, even if we dislike it uh, uh, let's see what happened during the pandemic i many people who yeah, are not yeah. digitally savvy were forced to you know uh, yeah. adopt uh, things like internet banking you know uh, doing things over uh, net yeah. ordering food etc so like it or not it's an integral part of a life now coming back to customer experience customer centricity i think it's going to be there but before we do that i think organizations need to decide the business that they are in do they want to provide a high tech or a high touch service that's very very important i think instead of just jumping into adopting digital solutions you know organization should step back and think does my customer need high tech or high touch service or a hybrid hybrid yeah or a mix of both right or it could even be high show service you know in in certain uh, things uh, in certain businesses there it can also be high show high show could be things like if i if i'm running a theme park like mm. disney for example yeah yeah you know that's a very critical element now coming back to your question once we decide uh, should be should it be high tech or high touch 
you know, then we should adopt the right digital solution. Uh, that's, uh, that's to be remembered. Now, what's really happening today because of very enthusiastic vendors, uh, you know, software solutions, bots, etc., being sold with lots of promises to customers. And finally, who's getting impacted? The customer. Because organizations go, go ahead and implement those solutions and customers don't really uh, get the desired benefit. I think it's very important for organizations to decide uh, where a digital solution will work, where, will, where it will not. Where digital solution will work, what sort of digital solution should be applied. For example, you talked about bots. If I'm talking about bots, bots are good for repetitive queries. Yeah. yeah. Right. But today what happens, in I've seen uh, many businesses, even for difficult problems, there's a bot which tries to solve it. Yeah. It shouldn't happen that way, right? Ideally, if the bot doesn't solve it, it should get escalated exactly. to a human being. Exactly. So when you said repeat a, repeat a simple problem for which you don't find a solution as a uh, you know consumer, even if you're asking the question for the fifth time, you know, the intelligence does not pick up that there is a problem. Why would someone ask the same question for the fifth time? Means the answer is not going. That's one. And the second piece is that there's so much overuse I, is how I, I think that you don't find a place where you can reach out to the company. And the sad part is that in service-based industries, if that is to happen, it's a real big, it's a real problem for the consumer because I don't know where to go. Everything is standardized, but what if I want something which is not standard? There are certain things which will always remain non-standard. You'll never have 100% standardization. And the example Absolutely. is, see, you know, when you apply for a visa, it's mm. a, you don't do it every day as an individual and everyone doesn't do it, right? So mm. it just happens sometimes, mm. but you need some specific documents. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you feel it's impossible to get them, mm -hmm. you know, because, mm. because of the standardization. I think what you're saying is that there has to be some space or some leeway for a customer to come out and you know, have someone to deal, uh, maybe a human or whatever, to deal and solve that particular problem. Absolutely. I think uh, wherever the bot struggles yeah. and the bot senses this is, of, this is not of repetitive nature, it should get escalated to a human being. The yeah. human being comes in and solves a problem. Uh, there are, uh, there's one more very important point that, you know, we need to remember I think before we apply any digital solution or digitization, yeah, uh, uh, I mean, especially for uh, you know customer centricity, I think the organization needs, needs to uh, decide what is customer experience for them. Mm. If you have not defined what is customer experience and go ahead and uh, push things uh, down, uh, yeah, yeah, and and and, yeah. and adopt digital solution, it's not going to work. As Steve Jobs said. First, define the customer experience and then adopt the digital solution. Mm. Of course, that may not be the exact word, but that's the essence. So I think once we do this, then, you know, hopefully we will uh, get yeah. things right. But let me tell you, when you talk about uh, AI, ML, etc., there's a lot of benefit nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Nowadays, you know, you can actually sense your customers real time. 
you don't really need to sense their mood after a month or after a year it can really be sensed uh, real yeah. time right uh, for example you know if you if you monitor social media etc you know uh, by quick sentiment analysis you know that satender is upset you know you can do something about yeah, it yeah. there can be a quick uh, service recovery so i think technology has huge application the only thing that it needs to be applied intelligently if done well it will yeah. only help to you know leapfrog uh, uh the journey in, the, in 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 providing a better experience and make the organization customer centric yeah yeah so one is that good experience for the customer and one is to make provision for when things go wrong you know that's Absolutely. the time when uh, you know you generally uh, requires this kind of stuff so yeah so the future is digital of course uh, mm. and uh, rightly so we all have uh, got the benefits of uh, you know going digital uh, the other thing which i just uh, read recently was about the customers learning and mm. when the customers learning just like you know you want to provide training to uh, your employees uh, in the company when you change something similarly you know that kind of uh, support must be given to the customer because he is now going to use your products in different ways so i think there is this whole uh, bit of basics that need to really be right in terms of communicating uh, uh, in simple ways you know the fundamentals of um, uh, customer handling and customer experience i think they need to stay in place and then the rest is uh, of course um, going to be great going forward uh, one thing that i if i can just add to what you said you you yeah. brought out a very important point that you know uh, uh customers need learning yeah right but you know what companies have to step back i think today customers don't have time for getting trained yeah i think companies have to really go to the design stage they need to design products so effortless that even an idiot can you know that it's idiot to yeah yeah i mean let's yeah. look at our iphone anybody can use it right yeah i mean you don't need any training so actually forward looking companies what do they do they actually go to the design stage design their product so well that it's so effortless and the word is effortless so yeah. that the customer doesn't need any training true, true. i mean today true. even if you see a kid of 3 4 years can play with the ipad yeah right i mean that's the power and that's where we have to move yeah. i mean this training customer customer does not have time today no, and as it is people have very little attention span today yeah what yeah what are the days right so yeah, yeah yeah so it's not training in that sense but the point is that the customer is learning new things when you are in an you know uncertain space you need something you need to make sure that you are giving good communication and, and hand holding some... also hand holding also yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. hand holding i completely agree where it's required yeah, at least yeah. great conversation so far now devashish tell us a little about you know what are you writing now <laughs> uh, at this moment satender i'm not writing anything uh, uh, was just fortunate to have published two books i'm taking uh, over the last uh, what uh, for 6 7 months so at this moment i'm just doing uh, not writing uh, just busy with my work so at this moment not writing so how many books have you 
written so far? <laughs> uh, quite a few. I, I mean, I, I, uh, um, uh, the, I mean, I can share about the last two. Uh, yeah. There was one book that I'd written last year, which got published last year. It didn't. I didn't write it last year. It's called the. little big things in uh, operational excellence uh, the book essentially focuses on you know the softer things okay. which are required to make your uh, operations better okay. leaders don't talk about it we talk about process we talk about technology so that book is on that and there's another one that uh, uh, got published recently uh, in the uk uh, uh, it's called uh, behavioral science for quality and continuous improvement 25 lessons from behavioral economics and psychology oh. so it, <laughs> it is essentially the application of yeah. you know uh, behavioral science and psychology and improvements i think okay. these these are the last two books but at this yeah. moment i am not writing anything thank okay. you for asking <laughs> no so you will you i mean you've been writing when did you publish your first book how many years back quite some time some i 15, think uh, 15 years ago yeah more than that yeah so you've come a long way you know <laughs> that's nice no no thank you so much for having me i, I think uh, the service operations podcast is very relevant uh, i've really not found uh, any other podcast on this topic uh, my message to the viewers is please watch it i think uh, i've had the opportunity to watch some of them they are full thank of you, insights you. Uh, because you know there are so many leaders So coming with varying perspective. Yeah. So as a practitioner, I think it's always good to digest, listen. listen to all of them, and maybe you will may not digest all of them. And even if you digest all of them, you'll finally assimilate few of them. Yeah. Even if you are able to implement one, one. I think uh, exactly. you know it can make a big difference. Absolutely. Yeah, it can, it can. Thank you for having me, Satyendra. Thank you, Devashish, for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank Pleasure. Bye bye.